Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Baseball. I'm Shelby. And I'm Susie. Let's play ball. All right. Let's start off with a lot of news around the league this week. Um, let's start off with uh, the young guy, the rookie, Julio Rodriguez. Can you believe this contract that he signed, Shelby? I am in shock. When it came across my Twitter feed, I I died a little bit on the inside and then really, really, really hoped that at some point we could re-sign Tucker. But this contract makes me a little ill on the inside because I feel like Tucker is way more valuable than Julio Rodriguez. And is Tucker going to want Julio Rodriguez money? I don't know. Uh, it's interesting, but I was, you know, I started thinking back of all like the, the 10 plus year contracts we've had within the last couple of years. Um, I mean, uh, one that really stuck out to me was uh, like Austin Riley just signed a great contract. Ozzy Alvey signed a good contract for little to no money. Um, so I think that's kind of what it comes down to is does Tucker want to be an Astro? I mean, he, he, could, he could get the years. I think he could totally get the years. But I don't know. We're known for not footing out a ton of money, and we also don't like contracts over five years. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but, I mean, these mega contracts that have consistently been coming out have total, are totally changing the game. Oh, for sure. So for our fans, I say fans as if we have fans, not us, baseball fans, are not aware of Julio Rodriguez's contract. Let me let me read it so that I don't, I don't mess up any stats. Uh, Julio Rodriguez and Seattle Mariners have finalized a massive long-term con- extension that guarantees the 21-year-old outfielder $210 million and could max out at $470 million, which wow. would be the richest deal in American sports history. Wow. So uh, that just that, that blows my mind. The base deal is for $120 million and lasts through the 2029 season. Following the 2028 season, the Mariners can exercise an option for an additional eight or 10 years, depending on where Rodriguez is, where, excuse me, where Rodriguez finishes an MVP voting in the preceding seasons. If the Mariners turn down the option, Rodriguez can exercise a five-year $90 million player option after the 2029 season or hit free agency just shy of his 30th birthday. The Mariners option is where the potential money can grow into a historically large figure. If Rodriguez maxes out his MVP escalators, Seattle's option would be for 10 years and $350 million, taking the total value of the deal to $470 million through 2039. The lowest level would be for eight years and $200 million on top of the original $120 million keeping Rodriguez tied to the Mariners through 2037. That blows my ever-loving mind. The man has not even played a full season, full season of Major League Baseball. <laughs> I just, like, oh, man. I, it's such a big gamble. It's a massive gamble. It's like the the Padres with Tatis. I mean, they signed him very young, but not – I, I, I don't know. Unbelievable. I don't know. And then did you see that there was an end-of-days contract clause? No, in, his, in his contract, yeah. Basically, if the world goes to hell and the U.S. dollar is no longer the the currency in which people get 
get paid by. Whatever currency is used is the currency that he will require. So, first off, I want to know what Julio Rodriguez knows. Who is his agent? I have to know. Well, number one, I want to know who his agent is. Who do you think his agent is, Shelby? Boris. Scott Boris. Of course it's Scott Boris. I'm assuming that since it's Scott Boris, that this end of days clause is in all of Scott Boris's contracts. It's gotta be. So it's gotta all be. of the players under Scott Boris has got to have this end of days contract. But apparently Julio Rodriguez was adamant about wanting this in the contract. So, Interesting. so yeah, I, I was, I was a little taken aback, but I mean, get your bag, Julio, you got it. You know, no, and, I wish, and, I wish I was making over $200 million guaranteed money when I was 21 years old, but I wish I was making a million. I, I, I'm not going to be greedy. I just, I want a million. Okay. <laughs> just, just one, just one. I, that it just, again, mind boggled. And also good for you, Julio, for getting your bag, especially now because you're locked up. You do not have to think about it. And you were there and there's gotta be something to be said for players who sign those contracts that just know that they're going to be there. Mm. You know, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't get complacent. I, obviously, I don't know the caliber of man that Julio Rodriguez is. I don't think he will get complacent. I feel like he is a competitor and will want to be at the top tier level of his of the playing field. But hopefully, he you know plays free and easy and just kind of goes and just knows that this is his place. So hopefully, he performs the way that the Mariners want him to perform. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, the Mariners have been on the come up. You know, I said this at the very beginning of the year. The Mariners are going to be scary. And now they have somebody to build around for, you know, 10 years, 12 years, upwards of so, however many years. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Kelnick can get it sorted out, maybe, hopefully. I, I hope guess Kelnick me. got sent back down. I hope and then me. Kyle Lewis got sent back down. And so... Fingers crossed, man, that you guys can. All right. Mega contract. Mega contract. Out of the way. Mega teams. Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. So, of course, I'm so excited about this. We had to talk about this this week because we are Kyle Tucker stands. And Kyle Tucker has confirmed that he will be a member of Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. I am thrilled. I am 1000% thrilled about this. And I do not know the lineups for all of the other teams, but this lineup is freaking deep and so scary. Mike Trout. I mean, so in the outfield, you got Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Chad, uh, um, Chad Mullins. Sorry, Chad Mullins was the guy that I went to high school with. Shout out Chad Mullins. Hello, Chad Mullins. I hope you're one of our six listeners. Not not Chad Mullins. Mullins. Cedric Mullins. Excuse me. Um, Cedric Mullins. Pete Alonzo. Kyle Tucker. They've not locked in. um, Oh, JT Real Muto. Goldie at first. Nolan Arenado. uh, Trevor Story. the lineup is deep and very scary and I want them to start signing pitchers because I really need to know who, 
who we're going to be rooting for. So thoughts, Shelby. Spencer Strider, yes or no? I say yes for Strider. Um, and, you know, pitchers are princesses. Uh, I, well, in the softball I, world, they're, they're princesses. And in the baseball world, I'm sure they all are also princesses. That, you know, I, I was not aware of that fact. I'm glad that you brought that to my attention. Yeah, pitchers are princesses because, um, you know, they, they get treated a little better than everybody else does because of their value, okay? Okay. Is that all pitchers or is that just starting pitchers? I'm, it's, I mean, a softball, yeah, but there's not really relief and closers and all that kind of stuff. There's just pitchers, but I don't know how they're treated in MLB. But um, I would like, I, I think Spencer Strider's a yes. He's young. He's had a great rookie year. Um, and he, he, you know, he's never had this kind of experience. Like, holy shit, if I was a rookie and I had the opportunity to go throw on this team, I mean, around multiple future Hall of Famers. Hell yeah, put me on the team. And I get to work. I mean, the hitting coach is Ken Griffey Jr. Like, you literally get to be in the presence of so much greatness. Um, and, you know, that's Super just, on team, just on Team USA. That's not even – think about, like, Puerto Rico. I remember when Puerto Rico was absolutely stacked. Javi Baez. No, I, I, I do not remember when Man. Team Puerto Rico was stacked. Rico do you remember, always- Shelby, that I've only recently become a baseball fan? Okay. This Sorry, is my first but... World Baseball Classic. Okay? I will watch all of the games. I don't care if I have to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. I will watch all of the games, Shelby. Okay? They're always stacked. They're always stacked. Puerto Rico is always great. Venezuela is always great. Dominican's always great. Cuba's always great. Team USA is always great. So that's why it's so exciting. But, yeah, pitchers, I don't know. Um, you know, I would really like – it's hard for me to talk about, you know, the high-value guys in the MLB right now, like – DeGrom, and who has been fairly injury prone, um, you know, is it worth the risk to, as fun as it is and as cool of an experience as it is, is it worth the risk? Same thing with Max Scherzer. Um, so, no, you don't think JV will go? I don't know. It's really, really, really hard for me to say yes. Um, I mean, obviously, if they did, Jesus, what a killer rotation, but. I don't know. But they're I, all ones. They're all ones. Do you, they're do you all think, ones. I, I feel like there would be some. But I think maybe Shane McClanahan. You think Shane McClanahan will go? I could totally see Shane McClanahan. But I could also see, um, I think you and I talked about this earlier. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody, even though he's fresh off Tommy John, but he, he just you know, signed that extension. But like Tyler Glass now. Oh, I would love to see Tyler Glass now in red, white, and blue. So let's so let's make our let's make our dream rotation, Shelby. Dream rotation, okay? I did not prepare you for this, so this is totally off the cuff. Okay, okay. starting five, go. Oh, it's gonna be Degrom. It's gonna be JV. It's gonna be Max Scherzer, Gonzalez. I'm gonna go with Gonzalez. Um, Captain Glass- Catterday. Yeah, Glasnow's not going to be in, in the dream rotation. I think he's in the realistic rotation. Okay. Um, whoo, this is tough. I'm stumped. I'm stumped on my fifth one. So I didn't I didn't prepare a stump Shelby stump. moment, but I, I made a stump Shelby moment. You I'm, did. I'm very okay. proud of myself. 
in a perfect world at the beginning of the year, I mean, he is, as much as it hurts me to say this name, he has not been performing well, but he is a great starting pitcher. Is Garrett Cole. I know you want to throw up right now, but at the beginning of the season, that would have been my five. That would have totally been my five. Look, I will take Garrett Cole. I will take Garrett Cole and Spider Tack any day of the week. So but now, if they're not gonna, if they're gonna, if they're gonna check for Spider Tack, we cannot, we cannot take the Garrett Cole. Okay, I'm just, I'm gonna put it out there. That was my that 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 would have been my starting like dream rotation at the beginning of the season. I don't know who my 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 number one, number five would be for Team USA. That's that's a tough one for me to sit there and say. Okay. That, maybe that will be our, our Twitter question of the week. If you could pick a starting five dream team for Team USA, who would it be? That That's what we will ask on our Twitter, on all of all 67 of our followers. Yeah, our followers are real, though. Our followers are real. And we've got a, we got a bunch more this week. So shout out to all of our new followers. But we got... I want to say like 20 new followers yesterday or something like that. And you, you could tell me shit yesterday. Okay. I was like, we got 20 new followers. Y'all. Hey, couldn't tell me nothing yesterday. I don't know where y'all came from. We're glad that you were here though. Okay. You couldn't tell me shit yesterday. Cause I was <laughs> smacking doubles of makers and soda at the juice box yesterday. Okay. So. Well, so that is, that is currently why you are not drinking. We Correct. will forgive that. Water, that is proper box. But that is why I am drinking all of the Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix. And for our audio listeners only, uh, I'm currently holding up the most delicious can of Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix. If y'all don't know what the Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix is, they have tiny little cans of it. Go get you some because it is delightful. And it is the best pre-mixed mixture of Bloody Mary mix ever. Anyways. That was my tiny little plug that I don't even get paid for. So <laughs> you're welcome. So you guys know that I actually like it and I'm not just, you know, pimping out products that we don't use out here. So, so we talked about, <clears throat> we talked about the, the Yankee that we despise, right? A little Garrett Cole action. Let's, let's talk about, oh, I was like, wait, there, there's more. I mean, I just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page on the, <laughs> which, which Yankee that we despise the most. That's gonna be oh, you despise Garrett Cole quite a bit. Oh, that's true too. That's true. He he okay. he he broke not only broke our heart, he shattered it. He basically threw it on the ground and then stomped on it when he was not affiliated to any team. So um, he's a but let hey affiliated but with his own self. But let's talk about the former Yankee that we're rooting for this week, Jordan Montgomery, Monty. I'm so excited for him. I'm so, so excited that he has just, he's gone over to the Cardinals and just shoved for them. At one Absolutely. Point, at one point this last week, what, but since his trade, he had had four wins and all other Yankee starters have had two wins. I love to see it. Gallo, I, Gallo's doing well. We talked about Gallo last week and now we have Jordan Montgomery. Uh, and did you see his little uh, facial hair, Jordan Montgomery's facial no, hair? That he's, that he's, you know that power in the facial after, after coming coming off of a, a Yankees rotation, they're enjoying the power of not shaving. All of the power lies in the facial hair. I'm just saying, maybe they need, maybe the Yankees need to 
reevaluate their facial hair policies. So, I mean, if you will allow ridiculous mustaches, I don't understand why you don't let, allow anything else. That's I just totally, I totally just had a random thought. Like Aaron Judge obviously is mashing the baseball right now. I'm trying. I'm envisioning Aaron Judge with facial hair right now, and I don't know how I feel about the image that I have in my head. I don't know. He's the. I mean, the, he's the only, the only Yankee mashing because that is pretty much uh, their offense is asleep. Yes. I mean, besides yes. besides Aaron Judge, name me a Yankee that is performing. You can't. Nope. Right? Yeah. Sure cannot. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we don't have any Yankee follower listeners but if if there are please please come talk to me and tell me if there's if there's anybody in your lineup that is that is mashing i i'm really excited um actually to watch the this al east race now because the rays are only eight games behind they're only eight games behind and what's crazy about the rays being the rays is the fact that their almost entire lineup it's just a mismatch of random people because all because everyone has been hurt this this season. Everyone. And I don't it's just plug and play over there in, in Raysland in, in uh in Clearwater. I, I think at one point everybody like they they're everybody that was on their IL, they had so many people on the IL that they could make a full roster. Oh wow off of people from their IL. <laughs> Or so, it was it was something ridiculous like that, and I that just blew my mind that the fact that they're still they're still in the hunt with as many people. Oh, and, and with the way the Yankees are, I want to say playing, but the way the Yankees are not playing. Oh my gosh, the Oakland A's, the Oakland A's, Shelby. <laughs> it's I, I had to check to to see if if maybe somehow miraculously they had scored any runs. <laughs> now, it's the end of the seventh. It's the end of the seventh, and it is still four to one, Oakland Athletics. Now I will raise my hand and say that the Oakland Athletics are a thorn in the Houston Astros' side. Absolutely. Correct? I mean, Absolutely. they're the only team to sweep us this year. But you know what, Oakland Athletics, more power to you. Okay, last night, last night's game was ridiculous. Jesus. Did you, you did you see the last night's game went into the ninth inning 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay? Shout out to Adam Aller. Apparently he's a Texas boy. He's like Houston boy, not even like really? he's an actual Houston boy. Adam Aller. And I want to say it was uh, Dom Domingo Herman, I think. Both of them were dealing. And it went into extra innings and 10th inning, AJ Puck, I want to say. I don't know. The Oakland Athletics have way too many redheaded leprechaun <laughs> pitcher motherfuckers. And I can't, I can't keep them all straight. I want to say it was Adam Aller and AJ Puck. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, AJ Puck comes in and starts not, not dealing as well, but walks in. No, both, both of the runs that the Yankees uh, got were unearned. So it's now two to zero. And now it's the top of the 11th. And Stephen Vo Voigt? Voigt? Voigt. 
Voight, thank Please you, Voight. comes in and pinch hits a home run. Two-run home run. I can't remember who was on base beforehand, but it was off Lou Trevino. Trevino, there we go, who instantly came from the A's. And it was, it was beautiful. It was freaking beautiful that Stephen Voigt, Voigt, right? That's what he said. Comes in and he's high stepping it around the bases after that that home run because it was gorgeous. And now the game is tied. And DJ LeMahieu, oh, so Shay Langliers is up to bat. Singles, DJ LeMahieu overthrows. And the Oakland Athletics walk it off against the New York Yankees. In front of how many people? How many people are in the Coliseum? 36,000 plus. And remember, at the beginning of the year, there were 3,000. 3,000. When they played the Astros, there was 3,000 people in the Coliseum. And against the yeah. Yankees, they went in front of 36,000 people. Again, I I did not know which fact I was more in shock of. The fact that there was 36,000 people at the Coliseum or that the A's walked off the Yankees. Not going to lie. Both both of those facts simultaneously blew my mind and they are currently currently winning. It's the top of the 8th now. And oh no. Top of the 8th now. And Andrew Benatendi reaches on a fielding error and judge is up to bat. So, and there's no, so let's hope, let's hope the judge, let's hope the judge strikes out, but that's, that is currently what's going on. But we, we are in the upside down, Shelby. We are in the upside down where, (laughs) where in the teams that you expect to do really well are not, are not doing as well. And the teams that are not doing as well are just absolutely shoving case in point. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or the Los Angeles—is that how it goes? I—I'd never know. Oh Lord, okay. I don't even know. Shohei Otani. Oh, Aaron Judge strikes out swinging, y'all. Anyways, Shohei Otani's team—that's what we're gonna call that. We're just gonna rename the Angels Shohei Otani's team. Absolutely, just went to Roger Center and shut him down. Friday's game was 12 to 0. They, the offense over there is bananas. The bananas against the Blue Jays. They're going crazy. I, I was in shock. What? And then Shohei Otani throws how many innings of shutout baseball? Like seven? Like seven innings of shutout baseball. Yesterday? The next day. Bomb. Shohei bomb. Mm hmm. Yeah. So Friday. 12 to 0 shutout Saturday 2 to 0 shutout at the Rogers Center and then today they lose 8 to 3 so they got the so the Blue Jays the Blue Jays that arguably has one of the deepest lineups right scariest lineups in the MLB in the entire league gets swept by the by Shohei Otani's team I'm not even going to attempt to say the entire name again <laughs> I love baseball, and you know, when especially when you think about the Rogers Center, so you're seeing all these um, 
So like Edwin Diaz interests, right? Have you seen Jordan Romano's at the Rogers Center? I've I have not. They shut the Is lights. Is it also off. crazy? They shut the oh, lights off, ooh. and it's like they're playing on the the big screen, and they've got light show. It's crazy. So I mean, it's like a they have a huge home field advantage with, I mean, the atmosphere in that stadium. So to see of all people, the Angels come out and. I mean, 12, 12 shut them down. was kind of embarrassing at home, to say Just the least. Just shut them down. Then uh, the Dodgers. As much as I dislike the Dodgers, we can say that the Dodgers are arguably one of the best teams. Oh, easy. 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 And yet, yet, the Marlins. The Marlins. Just... Absolutely dominated. I no, I, no, I take it back. I take it back. The Marlins did not dominate. Sandy Alcantara dominated. Freak of nature. Okay, Sandy freaking Alcantara, complete game, wins that against the Dodgers, two to one. Sandy Alcantara says, "Hey, Marlins, come on, I got you. Just get on my back. Let's do this. Two to one against the Dodgers." What are your? What are I, your, I have to know your thoughts. What are, you, what are your thoughts over on the the Marlin City Connect uniforms? I don't think I've seen the Marlin City Connect uniforms. What? They're pretty cool. They're like they're red and they have like white stripes. And I think they say like Miami. I think they say Miami on the front. But it's like an ode to. Uh, well, now I have uh, to look. look I have to look it up right now. It's like an ode ode to Cuba. It's pretty sweet. But uh, I'm, I'm actually trying to look up. Uh, I really thought I saved it in my notes, but it was a, a comparison. Here it is. It's from starting nine. It says Garrett Cole can end the season with 80 consecutive scoreless innings and still have an ERA higher than Sandy Alcantara currently. That is fucking insane. Okay. <laughs> That we're, it, it needs it. We're gonna have to put the E explicit on this episode specifically for that F bomb because you cannot you cannot talk about Sandy Alcantara and what he has done this season without throwing in some expletives. I'm sorry, you just can't. And you want to know kind of he he's a monster. And I feel like honestly, I feel like he's been like nobody. He's kind of flown under the radar when it comes to everybody's talking about JV. Like everybody's talking about JV right now. Everybody's talking about, they're going to talk about the ground. They're going to talk it's about because, the But it's because they're, it's because of the team. It's because of the team he's on. But the fact of the matter is that if Sammy Alcantara was not on the Miami Marlins, I don't even know what their record would be. Nah, I mean, no, we're going to have to look that up. Totally. We're going to have to look that up. And I am not thrilled with the Miami Marlins city connect uniforms. I think they look a little boring. Not gonna lie. I, I like I like them. I think you you need to t- take the time uh, after the pod to read the 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 story behind them and what it represents. It's pretty good. Well, I'm j- I mean, I'm just looking at it, and it's just red with like fish stripes, it, with like the white pinstripes, and I like their hat. The hat, their hat's cool. The hat's sweet. So maybe the, maybe the hat has some you know some better meaning, but right off the bat. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I kind of like. I kind of like the Padres City Connect uniform. So even though they kind of remind me of Easter eggs, but 
I think they're. I think they look pretty cool. My cat just. My cat just bit the fuck out of my toe. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. My cat. Um, my cat being a jackass. Anyways. Well, good. I'm glad I could get your opinion on that. I'm. I'm very. I, I like. I like the uniforms. Like I like uniforms in general. I will. I will have to look and read. Read the story about it because I. I like the. I like their hats. Their hats are cool. Their jersey in and of itself. I think are a little bit boring, but maybe I'm not seeing the details on it and stuff. Yeah, you, like, gotta um, see, you definitely got to see the Astros jerseys and stuff. So, but also on the upside down, Shelby, did you see that Dallas Keuchel is now a Texas Ranger? I did, and very underwhelming debut. Very underwhelming. Underwhelming? That's the word you're going to use, Shelby? It underwhelming? Was really? Embarrassing. It was embarrassing. <laughs> 5.1 innings pitch. He gives up seven earned runs. Anyone know how many he strikes out? One. He struck out one. Um, wow. You know, I, I, I miss... I miss people wearing beards in, at Minute Maid when he was at the peak of his career. Um, we're always going to have a spot in our hearts for Dallas Keuchel because Dallas Keuchel was who we held on to when the Astros were not very good. Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I think this might be it. I don't. I don't. As sad as it is, I, I think this might be it. You know where he should go. Do you know where he should go to play? The Yankees? <laughs> no, I mean I would love that, but <laughs> I, but uh, he should he should go to Savannah and he should go be a Savannah banana. Oh, just like just like our our good buddy Spider Man Josh Reddick. Oh, and I was not aware that Josh Reddick signed with the Savannah Bananas. So I wasn't either. But, I, then, but then I saw that like I don't know. I feel like I saw something. I was like it was for a night or something like that. But Josh Reddick. Okay, I. I hope he sticks with it because Josh Reddick is meant to be a Savannah banana at this point in his career, because that is everything I've ever wanted to see out of Josh Reddick. I mean, it's everything. I need to, I need to see Josh Reddick dance. Okay. Not gonna lie. I need to see Josh Reddick dance before I allow him to be part of the Savannah banana rotation. Not gonna lie. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. He I like killer catch. And did you see, did you see him tear his jersey off and then have the Spider-Man ensemble? I absolutely did. So, fun fact, um, Josh Reddick actually um, has a house in Crosby, which is probably like 20 minutes from my house or something like that. And so every once in a while, you'll see the Spider-Man Lamborghini roll through. So what you're saying is we need to go... Stand out. No, I'm. I'm just kidding. We stand out <laughs> anybody's house. We won't do that. But uh, his. But his twin <clears throat> boys are freaking adorable. Oh my gosh, and, the glasses are so cute. They're uh, freaking adorable. I just. I want to chew on their cheeks. We won't because that's creepy. But so. Uh, but you know, I there's a couple of things that I, I I really wanted to talk about. I really, really, really enjoy. Um, fun stories in baseball. So one of my favorite stories in baseball this week is Broccoli Guy. Have you seen Broccoli Guy? I have seen Broccoli Guy, and I have a plethora of questions. One being, 
how did where did you keep the broccoli did you bring the broccoli in a tupperware because that broccoli was was immaculate when he was holding it up like beautiful then, like all of the heads were still intact this i need to know did you bring it in a tupperware in a backpack what, is he i need walk- to know these things is he walking the streets of seattle just with you know broccoli in hands doing his little i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> be shocked because it's it's seattle but i need to know do is it always broccoli does it change per game? These are the questions that I that I need to know. We do. I, you know, now you have you have me thinking. But um, so apparently, broccoli guy has been like a thing. In, I think since last season. Um, so he goes to all the games with broccoli. Like that's his thing. That's his shtick. It's his thing. He's broccoli guy. He's uh, that's. We but, need to see if we can get him on the show, Shelby. I so to all four of our listeners. I did, we need to see this. I did do some research. Broccoli guy is a teacher. Of what subject, Shelby? Kindergarten teacher. Oh my God, stop it. Totally makes sense. That- I love it. But the Mariners marketing team, if you don't follow the Seattle Mariners on Twitter, I highly encourage you to do it because they're phenomenal. So they have Broccoli guy. Broccoli guy goes viral. And then we have, throwing out the first pitch, Ichiro Girl. And so I see this, and I'm like, who the is Ichiro Girl? So apparently, I guess, you know, back when Ichiro was playing, he goes into the stands, and he touches this girl going for a ball, and she absolutely goes bananas. And she's like, oh, my God, oh my God, oh my God, come on, come on, come on has a total with her flip phone yes with her flip phone and uh they did an interview with ichiro girl um it's hilarious like it's good it's good humor it's fun humor um and it's things that we need to see especially when we have guys like zach campbell going viral in the baseball world this week again good grief did you see him get absolutely ratioed by Marcus Stroman on Twitter? I absolutely did. Oh my goodness! So, and I'll, I'll put this. I'll put this ratio in our links and all that that fun stuff so that people can can see it. But I'm going to just read this because. So apparently the. The whole hoopla is Zach Campbell, for those who don't know, is this grown grown man who goes to all of the baseball games and basically just shoves children out of the way for foul balls, home runs, all the fun stuff, right? And the Colorado Rockies very nicely, politely told him that he could not stand in the breezeway to try and catch these balls. And Zach Campbell made this big ordeal out of it and then tweeted about it. And then... I don't know who David Amondi is, but he says, you're not a fan. You're a 44-year-old loser who goes to the baseball games to chase home run balls. Baseball games are supposed to be fun. Tools like you going there for your own agenda and taking home run balls away from children is part of the problem. And then Marcus Stroman, the, one of the pitchers for the Chicago Cubs, replies to that and says, facts. Then Zach Campbell replies back and says, Dear Marcus, thanks for the ball you threw me before game two of the 2016 ALDS in Arlington. With a little kissy face emoji. And then Marcus Stroman 
replies back to that and says, it's truly comical how much of a loser you are. Grown ass man taking baseballs away from the youth and making videos complaining about security doing their jobs. You're the definition of a clown. LOL. Laughing, crying face emoji and clown face emoji. I, I died a little bit on the inside crying laughing about this because I, I, like, well, first off, I was not super aware of who Zach Campbell was. Like, I just kind of, kind of knew that he was this grown man that just went to baseball games to, I guess, get home run balls. And I wasn't, I didn't know what he does with them. Does he sell them? Does he collect them? What, what is the whole point of this? I, I don't know. I know he has a documentary out and I, I want to watch it. Um, I am not, I'm not a Zach Campbell fan. Um, I think the fan experience at an MLB game, especially for kids, that's what keeps them fans for life. And that's what keeps them coming to the stadium and attending games. And, you know, if we want this game to grow, we have to, those things have to go to the kids. I mean, it just is what it is as wonderful as it is, you know, when I, you know, catch a ball, uh, Javier Bracamonte throw me, threw me one in like a day game last year. But it's not really for me. You know, uh, the only reason I got is because there's no kids around me. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I I don't know how I feel about Zach Campbell because I do know that he, uh, he got Alex Rodriguez's 3,000th hit and he gave it back to the Yankees, but he did ask that they donate in return, $150,000 to charity, um, which I think obviously like it's totally respectable. And the Yankees gave him some stuff like jerseys and stuff, but then he does really shitty stuff like this. And then he paid for a ticket to like a military only game, basically begged for it and had someone, you know, it's like, just don't be a douche. Like I feel like he's just a douche. Yeah. I <clears throat> look, Zach Campbell, I, you you may be a really nice guy, but the fact of the matter is you're doing some shitty things. Yes. We can only we can only judge you on the things that we see, right? So I don't know. Uh Perception is reality. I'm I, majority of the time. I'm still on the fence about Zach Campbell. So we'll we'll see. But we'll see how how much how much more he takes this. Because I feel like this is gonna be his his hill to die on kind of deal. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm my, not too uh, thrilled with it though. My last uh you know, it's obviously that the Zach Campbell story is a little little downer story a little bit. So but let's bring it back up with my favorite baseball related video of the week. Um I sent this to you earlier today. Um blooper the mascot for the Braves absolutely just demolishing young children. I need to know the backstory. Of this. What was the backstory? What was, what was, why were all of the mascots, the random mascots there playing like football? A, it was like a halftime show. It was like a halftime show. So okay. all the local mascots were playing against this little peewee team and blooper takes the hand off and just starts stiff-arming kids. Just- it was magical. I love it. I love it so much. That was... And... That's a, that's a feel-good right there. Oh, my God. And, I, you know, like, part of me feels bad for these little kids, but, oh, my gosh. My 
dark humored heart was just I was cracking up. Like every time I watch it, I think it's hilarious. That 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 makes me feel good. That makes me feel good that at least somebody else in this in this world gets a little humor when uh when people get hurt cuz me too. Oh, yeah, like one of my favorite things like at the Houston Rodeo when they have the mutton busting and so they and they pan the camera over to the kids and they just like the kids like all limp and the kids just crying. It's like, oh, like I I hate it but I love it at the same time. Like I love children, though. Uh, I do love children as much as I don't like to see them. I don't like to see them cry. But. Well, speaking of people getting hurt. Oh, Lord. Let's talk about Harper's return. Bryce Harper. Oh, my goodness. I'm so, so excited that Bryce Harper from the Philadelphia Phillies is come, is, has, has, been, has come back to the team. Because he was battling that freaking elbow issue. And then been playing hurt. So then he was just only DH, right? And then Blake Snell freaking hits him with the pitch and breaks his thumb. I love Bryce Harper. I, he's one of my, he's been one of my favorite players since he's been in. Um, And, you know, the, the reason being is that my backstory is I remember I was flying to a tournament and at the airport, I picked up a copy of Sports Illustrated to read on the plane and it was when he was still in high school and he made the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was hitting just like 500-foot home runs out of his home park. And, uh, oh, yeah, unbelievable. So, I mean, I followed his career quite a bit. And, uh, I mean, he, he, was, he was mashing the baseball. He had like 15 home runs before he got hurt. So I'm, I'm happy to see he's back. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm hoping he uh, um, sprays the ball around the field quite a bit and – who knows I, when he got hurt? I am so <laughs> thrilled because coincidentally, my because he's on both my fantasy teams. Coincidentally, when he went down, my standings in my fantasy league also went down. Imagine that. But I'm really hoping that he can come back and regain some of that power uh, that he had because, I mean, in his rehab starts with the Iron Pigs, which, FYI, I really love the Lehigh. Iron Pigs, like I think that's just one of the best freaking uh, minor league team names up there with the Trash Pandas. Oh, you haven't heard of the both? The both. You haven't heard about Jacksonville? They're the Jumbo Shrimps. Are they, are the the Jumbo? They're, that's that's good. I want to be a Trash Panda. Are you kidding me? I want to be a Trash Panda so bad. Okay, like shout out to the Trash Pandas. Love it. Love <laughs> it. I want to be a Trash Panda so bad. Um. But he he went down to the to the Iron Pigs and hit in his last uh, rehab start, he hit like two bombs, and then a double, I think. And he was supposed to go one more rehab start, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm back. Let's go." I love then, it. I'm, I'm excited. He's so fun to watch. He's so fun, and hopefully, hopefully that that gave his elbow a little bit of time mm-hmm. to rest and recover as well. I don't know. Fingers crossed that, um, that his elbow in the off season will get better and we can see him in the, in the outfield next season and not just DHing. but how glad are we that he, that the DH is now in both leagues and that if there was not a DH, Bryce Harper would have just had to mm-hmm. sit out the season 
I love it. I'm glad that it role changed. It was about time. When I was a senior in high school, I had to do like an argumentative speech for one of my speech classes, and I literally did it on why we should have a universal DH. So I'm really glad uh, uh, Major League Baseball listened to me um, in 2012. <laughs> you are a fetus, an absolute <laughs> fetus. I cannot with you. 2012 high school. I can't with you. Freaking A. Anyways, talked about talking about uh, people on the injured list. No, oh. let's let's segue this into our current Astros now on the quote unquote injured list. We will start off with Ryan Presley going down with a stiff neck or some sort of neck injury. Stiff what is going on with your neck, Ryan Presley? Why? Why? Uh, okay. Like, do we need to, do we need to get you some sort of like neck brace? Do you need, do you need special pillows when you travel? Do we need you to have all of the special pillows when you travel? What is going on now? I don't understand this. I don't know. That, that's a tough um, that and then like, um, pulled hamstrings and groins. Those are all wishy-washy injuries that you, they don't have no like guaranteed timeline of return because there could be like nagging injuries. Yep. Chaz with his pinky dislocation. Sir, tape that up. Tape it up. Get back on the field because we need you. So I didn't I, I didn't I didn't see this. I knew what happened. Um but I guess I stepped away or something when this happened. Did he have an oven mitt on? Did he have one of the little oven mitts? Oh. Did not have the oven mitt on because he was sliding back into first. <sighs> he was sliding back into first because he didn't want to be picked off. And he just, and he jacked it. You know, I was hoping and... you were going to say yes, that he was wearing one, because I hate the oven mitts. I I, I don't understand the oven mitt. No. <laughs> well, apparently the oven mitt would, I don't know. I, I obviously have the athletic ability of a gnat, Shelby, so I don't know <laughs> these things. Okay? Do, do the oven mitts help? Those things? No? Yes? I don't know. I, the oven mitts were not a thing when I was playing. They, it's just been like very recently that they have come into into play. So, Shelby, this this is why we keep you around on the podcast. So, well, a so that I don't talk to myself, and B so that an actual athlete can give me insight <laughs> on things like this. Okay, I need I mean, you. I, I, I know, need you to like find when out. You, like when you dive back, like the dirt will get on your hands from like going into the ground, but I don't never remember it. I don't know. Me either. I don't know. Interesting. I also don't understand why bases are hard. When I first started watching, I I think I blew Mike's mind. And Mike's my husband, for those of you that don't actually know me personally. For like the four of you that listen to this and then don't know me. <laughs> Mike is my husband. So when I was asking Mike about it, he looked at me like I was insane. I was like, what do you mean that bases are hard? He's like, why wouldn't they be hard? Well, because people are like sliding into them and stuff. I feel like they should be soft. And he goes, no, why would they be soft? Well, because people are sliding into them. I feel like if you are running at a very high rate and you step on it funny, you will roll an angle. No? And he's like, no. Yeah, well, think, well, but for real, think about it if the base is soft and like you actually step on it like with your full foot and it gives in. Think about how unstable that would be, you know? Honestly, I don't understand why. No, I don't. I honestly don't understand why the base is not flat. Just like 
just, I don't know. I don't even know how it would stay in the ground. Okay. That is not for me to figure out Shelby. There, there are engineers. You need to throw some kind of event and call it like Susie ball. And I need you to like create, it's like the banana ball. Right. And it needs to be (laughs) your own role. Okay. But really though, I don't understand. Oven mitts. Why the okay the oven mitts are there anyways all right but the bases <laughs> maybe That's maybe fun. some softwood okay Shelby who knows all right who knows yeah. how far will a ball go if it gets hit, hit with softwood instead of hardwood okay <laughs> good gosh oh land almighty anyways going back to all of the injuries. We didn't we didn't we didn't segue this very well at all. But anyways, going back to all of the injuries that the that the Astros are dealing with right now. Um Jordan apparently sitting out today with a hurt hand or with a hand that had had received treatment but is not the same hand that he went on the IL for a couple weeks ago. So look, people, I really un- I understand that we love Jordan. He is our big popper, okay? But when his hand got hurt or his wrist or whatever got hurt way back, I don't understand why we just didn't say, all right, go get surgery, do the rehab. I feel like at the time it would have been enough time for him to rehab and get back in before playoffs. No? Yes? Just me not being an athlete and not knowing how athletes work? Yeah. There, there is, there's a bone in your hand that like it's, and it's a freak accident. You can literally break it from swinging a bat. And the so, handmade bone. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that was like the whole fear, but maybe he's going to wait. Maybe he's just waiting till after season, but this is obviously like on well, so- continues to come up. Like something's got to be done. Like we're just doing, it's, it's like, we're just doing like preventative stuff and we're not actually like taking care of his hand. Like what, what needs to do to fix it? What do we need to do to fix it? I, I, I think it's handmade bone surgery. And then apparently you become a superhero afterwards. I don't know, but <laughs> they're apparently all of the guys that had handmade bone surgery or something came back swinging even harder and like, and all of their stats went up. I'm just saying, but couldn't obviously since that hand is hurt He's been overcompensating with the other hand Mm -hmm. that is now feeling it. I'm all, so now we've jacked up both Jordan's hands. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that is, that is what the Astros are telling us, that they've jacked up both of, of Jordan Alvarez's hands. And now JV is out with quote unquote calf discomfort. Discomfort is a terrible word to ever come out of the Astros management mouth because if I if I don't ever hear the word discomfort ever again in my entire life, it will be too fucking soon, okay? Because when Lance McCullers went out last year with forearm discomfort, yep, stop it, Astros, just freaking stop it. And then Michael Brantley had been out with shoulder mm-hmm. discomfort. So what you're basically telling me is that anytime that you use the word discomfort, Astros, uh, it is season-ending surgery. That's what you're trying to tell me? not what it seems like. I mean, yeah. You're two for two when you're using the word discomfort here, Astros, okay? Y'all need to, and I get it. You don't want to play your hand and let the teams know whatever, okay? But could you, 
just a little bit more transparency is is all I'm asking for here. Something. I mean, I, mean, I feel like they could have came out and been like, yeah, he's what well, I think he had thrown like 60, 60 pitches in like however what three four innings. He thrown a lot of pitches. Say that. Hell, I would have been okay with that. Right? That makes more sense to me than he he tweaked his calf. Okay. All right. We're good. Thank you. Do not ever freaking say calf discomfort again. Don't say the word discomfort, Astros. That's all I'm asking for. Okay. Any other word besides the word discomfort. Okay. I will even buy the the Astros media team a, a, a thesaurus so that you can come up with other words for discomfort. Don't say the word discomfort, please. I am begging you. I know we okay. we all we all think the same, and we need we need JV to return. Um, you know, healthy because he has been an absolute freaking dog this year. Cy Young running, you know. Um, so definitely hope he heals up very quickly. I, mean, I will hand it to our, our bullpen today. Uh, I mean, everyone threw some shutout innings. And Montero, you scared me a little bit at the end. Uh, apparently, that is your, apparently that is your job is to inject just a little bit of fear into my heart every single time you pitch and make me a little stressed out. That's okay, though. That's okay, because you pulled it out. Okay? That, that is okay. We, we ended up winning in the end, and I will take it. But, I mean, I don't understand how these no-name pictures come into our series, our lives, and just turn into um, apparently like Cy Young caliber pitchers that we just, like the Astros hitters just are just making look just so good. I don't the, understand it. The Orioles pitching staff, I don't know what they did before they came to Houston. They ate their I, spinach. I, or maybe they had ringworm. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe they were treating don't. Don't be throwing around accusations, Shelby. Okay, <laughs> I don't want I don't want people to 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 come down on our podcast here. All right, all but four listeners. Okay, whatever whatever they did, I mean, whatever was in their routine, they're going to carry that on for the rest of the year because they made the Astros offense, who just came off of a great series with the Twins, they put up a lot of runs, made them look terrible, awful. <laughs> Horrible. Asleep. <laughs> At one point, what we had they hadn't scored a run in like 15 innings. It was stupid. It was stupid, Shelby. All of it is stupid. Okay. Shout out to Orioles pitching. You, you did the damn thing. You did the damn thing. Okay. Uh Bradish on Friday against Javi. Poor Javi. That it was the only mistake. The only mistake that you made, Javi. Besides that. Freaking wonderful pitching. It's really but our frustrating. Bats just couldn't wake up, and apparently we we can't hit sliders or cutters or breaking balls or fastballs. None of it. We couldn't hit any of it. None of it. None. You of know, it. And I want. I really wonder how much of that is attributed to Robinson Chirinos. Chirinos. Mm-hmm. Chirinos. Chirinos. Is it the ch? How much of that is because he was able to catch us and like and knew knew the tendencies of what everybody liked to do? Because like I was wondering like about like Trey Mancini. I'm like, what did the order? I wonder what their scouting report looks like for Trey Mancini because obviously they know everything about him, you know? Right, right. But I just 
Also, baseball gods, it was it was a little bit romantic when they walked off or when Kyle Stowers hit his first major league home run for the Red Sox, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then that was that was the guy. That was the guy that we traded tra- or, the, or they traded Trey Mancini to us and felt comfortable enough for Kyle Stowers to come up and be in the lineup for them that he hit the the tying home run for the for the Red Sox so that they could walk it off. Orioles, I love y'all. Just not now. Just not now, okay? Like I need you I need you to be the Cinderella story elsewhere. Please and thank you. Not yes, somewhere else. Well, and like I always get nervous like we we do have a tendency like the Astros they play down. They do play down. I mean, for example, like the Oakland A's, we play down the we never play our best baseball against the worst teams. We never do. And, I mean, I know people – there's people like um, like Cedric Mullins. Every time Cedric Mullins hits against the Astros, he hits very well. Well, and- it's, it's like it's – the, it's the Yankees' revenge tour. I'm trying to look up the score for the Yankees. It's the Astros' revenge tour. Oh. Yeah. It's the – the Yankees lost. Oh. The Athletics take the series. Wow. The Athletics oh. take the series. The Yankees. Uh, shout out to shout out to shout out to the A's for taking the series. Gosh. Continue the Yankees woes. Uh, did you see that Arolas Chapman is on their IL? I did for an infected. Leg tattoo? Tattoo, yes. Sir, where are you getting your tattoos? Are you getting them on a street corner? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. When I saw that, I was like, what? Where? The... I have so many questions. I so... do. <laughs> yeah. So many questions. That's a tough okay. one. That is definitely a tough one. Um, You know, there's really not a ton of Astros news this week other than, like, we could not score runs against the Orioles. Um, But, again, we talked about this last week. We talked about this wonderful athlete, this wonderful dad. Jesus. Alex Bregman in the month of August. I think he's in running for – he's going to be a competitive candidate for August Player of the Month. I mean, I hope. and August is not even finished. So he, he hits another home run today. Is there a is there an AL Player of the Month and an NL Player of the Month? Or is yeah, it just one? There, there's usually there's usually an AL and an NL. Okay, because I was going to say there's no way that he's beating Goldie. No, 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 no. I think they do too. Yeah, but in his last okay. 15 games, he's slashing 364, 429, 836 slugging, and he has six bombs. He hit another one today. He is. He looks great. Shout out to David Hensley. First big league hit double. Look at you, David Hensley. I know. Tall, tall man. You know, you talked about he was being like 6'7", how big he was last week. And and I I got to see him on the field yesterday when I was in the box. And he, like, his presence, like, I don't know, just like when he stands up, he reminds me a lot of Correa and, like, his build. That tall, kind of lanky. Tall, yeah. yeah, that's exactly kind of what – that's what he looks like. I mean, but um, there was, he didn't get a whole lot of action, so I couldn't really – He's. I'm, I'm going to assume that he's probably not Correa, but he looks 
the part. What are you talking about? What do you mean he's not Korea? What? What? What are you talking about? Nobody can be Korea, Shelby. I mean, we got Jeremy Pena. No, I'm still very sad. (laughs) Um. Also, Carlos Correa said, "Hey, Astros, I'm not going to hit anything here. I'm going to just save it all for the next series and just hit all of the all of the home runs and all of the hits." For the next series, that's that's what he that's what he did. The Twins, what uh, the they twins? went they went off on the Giants. The Twins are only two and a half games behind Cleveland. That's it's a it's a decent little race right there. And who would I would I'm sorry I would have never never thought. That's a weird that's a weird division. Weird division. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I the mean, White Sox are dead. Yeah, White everybody expected dead. the White Sox to come out running. I mean. No, White Sox are dead. That that AL Central, I, I, I'm really interested to see what what comes up out of that and who who actually comes yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, look, the Guardians, the Guardians are in the lead. Twins are two and a half games behind. The White Sox are five and a half games behind. So, I mean, it's anybody's. It's anybody's know. to take right now. So, it'll be really interesting to see. But uh, we have an off day tomorrow. So, and then we go to Texas for two. And then another off day, and then LA for three. So fingers crossed that our bats will wake up and that we will get some more production. Our pitching, our relief pitching has been phenomenal, besides a few blips. And uh, fingers crossed that we can get our we can get our bats going. I don't know, I don't know what we need to do or who we need to uh Light a candle for. I want to do that, but you know. I, well, I think it was for the World Series last year. I was looking everywhere for like you know the candles with like the pictures on them. Oh yeah. I was I, I was looking for like an Astros set to burn underneath the TV. I don't know. I guess I need to start looking for those again. Yeah, uh, we we need we need our bats to wake up. I don't know how or who or what. Um, you know. Tucker's 17-game streak uh, was broken yesterday. Started back up today, so fingers crossed. Tuck, we got we got you going. Um, I don't know. You're on. Ice your hands. Do you have inject a... yourself with some red blood cells? I don't even know what you do for treatment for for that. Do you have any talking dirty to bring this podcast episode home? I don't. I don't. And I listened. I listened. I really listened to all of the broadcasts to see if anybody, anybody would give me anything. Dude, I listened to the, I like to play, I like to play a little game. And when I watch the other, the other broadcasts, the other games to see if I'm listening to the home broadcast or the away broadcast. Right. And two of the broadcast or two of the games that I listened to, it took me a while to figure out who I was listening to. So one of them was the Cleveland Mariners broadcast Mm -hmm. and Stephen Kwan went over the fence and made a remarkable catch. I am talking just no Fs given about his own safety, body, whatever. He was making that catch. And the radio broadcast was very, very complimentary to him. And so I thought I was listening to the Cleveland broadcast for 
five ish minutes because they were just they they were very they were like oh my gosh he's that that is a player right there that is an I'm, he they were going off and then I realized about a play later when somebody else came up to hit and Stephen oh Stephen Kwan stayed in the game went back in got a hit next inning and they were not excited about it I mean they they were excited but they were not excited about it mm-hmm. and then somebody else got a hit and I was like. Oh, I'm not, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to the Cleveland broadcast. <laughs> I'm listening to the Mariners broadcast. And they, and they were very professional. They were very professional. And I was like, oh, crap. Okay. And then last night when I was listening to the Yankees athletics broadcast, I was thinking that Dallas Braden would give me something, anything. Nothing. No. Yeah. Out of all, out of everybody, I would definitely expect Dallas to. So I was, I was like, do I need to change it over to, to the Yankees broadcast? I cannot stand Michael K. I can't to either. save my freaking life. I can't either. I like his broadcast voice though. I like his broadcast voice, but him as a person and as a, I don't like him. Agreed. But I really like his broadcast voice. So anytime that the Yankees and the Blue Jays play, I unfortunately have to listen to the Yankees broadcast because I definitely, definitely cannot stand the Blue Jays broadcast. So that's that's the fun little game that I like to play with myself. Which am I listening to the away game or the or the home game broadcast is the fun game I like to play. And I was hedging my bets. I was really thinking that Dallas Braden was gonna give me something. Anything that I could put on. Nothing. So I do not have a talking dirty. Do you not well, have a talking it is, dirty? It is, it is football season. So, you know, even when you don't have anything to say, somebody on some football broadcast is going to say that was great penetration so we may go without it through baseball but that you're gonna have to to watch the football games and report back shelby (laughs) because i because i i will not do that as much as much as as mike is disappointed in that he's like you know there's a football game on right well and there's also baseball games on so in this house we watch baseball uh, I, I, I'll get back to watching some football. There's a, normally there's a couple and they'll sneak them in there quite a bit. So I got you. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll be on the lookout. I'll be on the lookout. But um, I think that, I think that wraps up our, our episode three of bourbon and baseball. So we want to thank all of our listeners, all um, four of you. No, actually, actually I looked up our, our stats and there have been 27, 27, listeners of our last episode we have six count them six whole youtube subscribers which honestly is like four more than i had expected all so thank y'all all for listening uh don't forget to rate subscribe like and share surprisingly we started this because we wanted a female perspective on this great game that we love. And surprisingly, we have 80% of our listeners